with Professor Darmage and Ms Campbell, who work in the Allergy and Lung Health Unit at the Centre for Epidemiology and Biostatistics at the University of Melbourne in Australia. And we're discussing a paper soon to be published in Thorax about the effects of growing up on a farm on adult lung function and allergic phenotypes. Thank you both very much for taking the time to speak with me today. This was a very interesting paper, essentially investigating the relative impact of early life farming exposure on adult lung function. Could you maybe start by just explaining a little bit about the rationale behind asking this study question? So there's been a lot of evidence to suggest that early life exposures are related to subsequent risk of the development of allergic disease. And one of those in particular is exposure to microbial proxy measures or things like farming or pets or siblings. But not much has been done, relatively speaking, on looking at whether or not those effects uh, with early life exposure last into adulthood and have an impact on adult life. So the rationale behind this study was to investigate whether those effects are lasting um, and in what areas that may be. So whether that's in allergic disease or lung health um, and relatively how those effects act. So if I can add to that, so we, uh, we have done a systematic review looking at the evidence in this area and what we found was there are uh, a number of studies that have investigated the impact of uh, early life farm exposure on uh, allergies, especially um, objective uh, markers such as sensitization. There are only two studies that looked at uh, the impact of uh, childhood farming exposure on adult outcomes, especially objective markers such as sensitization. Um, and this sort of drove us to investigate this question within the uh, within the European Community Respiratory Health Survey. Thanks. Could you briefly explain a little bit about the ECRHS data? So, um, European Community Respiratory Health Survey, or ECRHS, uh, began in early 1990s, um, and that's the largest uh, international study of uh, young adult asthma. This this has been going on for two decades. And ECRHS 1, uh, the aim of the ECRHS 1 was to uh, compare the prevalence of asthma across a number of countries and to understand whether uh, the, the environmental risk factors uh, vary across the countries and what sort of environmental risk factors are relevant in terms of um, um, young adult asthma. Uh, so ECRHS 2 was conducted in early 2000, and within ECRHS 2, ECRHS 2 included uh, following up uh, the clinical sample that participated in ECRHS 1. Uh, so let me take a step back. ECRHS 1 started by investigating uh, or surveying a large number of participants uh, across a number of countries, and a subsample was invited into the labs. Uh, to further investigate or to conduct clinical measurements. This clinical sample was again invited in early 2000 uh, for the ECRHS2 follow-up. Uh, during that time, there were a couple of questions that were asked about uh, where they lived during their childhood or during the first five years of their life, and uh, that question was used to uh, classify um, uh, the subjects uh, uh, according to the, whether they were exposed to farming or not. And also uh, the clinical measurements were conducted in, in the second follow-up as well. So we used the question that was uh, used in ECRHS2 to collect 
their residential information as the exposure or to understand where they grew up. And then we uh, linked that to uh, all the clinical measurements, such as um, uh, um, asthma, allergic rhinitis, uh, sensitization, bronchial hyperactivity, and uh, pre-BD uh, lung function, pre-BD spirometry. And what was the main message coming out of your paper? So the main message that we saw, actually, we saw an interesting result with adult um, lung function. So that growing up on a farm or living on a farm before the age of five was associated with increased lung function in adult females. Um, we saw a similar trend in males, but it wasn't significant, and the magnitude of the effect was not as large. Um, but that was the most interesting and novel effect that we had seen, given that only one other study had investigated adult lung function, and they did not find any significant results. Um, we also found that growing up on a farm was associated with atopic disease, so atopic BHR, atopic asthma, and atopic nasal symptoms. And where do you think the current gaps in our knowledge still remain? Do you think, based on this study, for example, that there's, there's evidence to start to shift towards behaviour change? I think that the exposure to farming is, is a very tricky area because we still don't know what exactly in farming that's driving this association. So it could be that uh, farm exposure to farming means that you are being exposed to a whole lot of microbes. It could be that you are exposed to less air pollution. It could be that uh, you are more physically active or it could be uh, related to the lifestyle of those who are living in farms, such as uh, less medication use, for example, use of antibiotics. Um, or it could also could be related to nutrition, uh, the differences in, in the nutrition between those who live in a farm or those who live in a city. So exactly what what the what what drives the association is still under under research and under debate. Um, I think we are yet to yet to figure out that what this research adds is it adds to the uh, to the existing findings that it's not only affecting. Uh, allergic phenotypes, but also it affects lung function, which is which is the novel finding here. Basically, farm has a beneficial effect on all the allergic phenotypes, and now we have shown that it has a beneficial effect on lung function in adults. And the intent of looking at the microbial score within inner city participants was trying to see if other exposures will approximate farm exposure, and we weren't able to see that that actually happened. So having a dog didn't approximate living on a farm. So that was also indicative of that the pathways must be different in some way. That's all incredibly interesting. Thank you both so much for speaking with me today. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you. For any listeners interested in reading more about this topic, the paper is available online at www.thorax.bmj.com. Mm-hmm.